It's March 4th. I've always liked the sound of this date. It has a commanding ring to it. March 4th. And I hope I can encourage you to march forth in both reading God's Word and heeding God's Word as we make our way through the Bible. We are in the Old Testament book of Numbers, chapter 2, and the children of Israel are preparing to march forth through the wilderness to the promised land. My name is David McAdam, and I'm happy to serve as your Bible tour guide as we read each day's portion in the one-year Bible. For those of you who love organizing, this is your kind of chapter. The children of Israel had already been camping in the wilderness for two years. Little did they know, at that time, they would be camping for another thirty-eight. We can make our plans for our life journeys, but it is the Lord who rules the map and directs our steps. In the book of Numbers, it is the Lord who will provide the navigation and also will organize them with a greater journey and a greater deliverance in mind. So let's dig right into God's Word by reading from the book of Numbers, chapter 2. The Arrangement of the Camp Chapter 2, verse 1 The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, The people of Israel shall camp each by his own standard, with the banners of their fathers' houses. They shall camp facing the tent of meeting on every side. Those to camp on the east side, toward the sunrise, shall be of the standard of the camp of Judah, by their companies. The chief of the people of Judah being Nashon, the son of Aminadab, his company, as listed, being 74,600. Those to camp next to him shall be the tribe of Issachar, the chief of the people of Issachar being Nathanel, the son of Zuar, his company as listed being 54,400. Then the tribe of Zebulun, the chief of the people of Zebulun being Eliab, the son of Helon, his company as listed being 57,400. All those listed of the camp of Judah by their companies were 186,400. They shall set out first on the march. On the south side shall be the standard of the camp of Reuben by their companies, the chief of the people of Reuben being Elizer, the son of Shedeor, his company as listed being 46,500. And those to camp next to him shall be the tribe of Simeon, the chief of the people of Simeon being Shelumiel, the son of Zerishadai, his company as listed being 59,300. Then the tribe of Gad, the chief of the people of Gad being Eliasaph, the son of Reuel, his company as listed being 45,650. All those listed of the camp of Reuben by their companies were 151,450. They shall set out second. Then the tent of meeting shall be set out with the camp of the Levites in the midst of the camps. As they camp, so shall they set out, each in position, standard by standard. On the west side shall be the standard of the camp of Ephraim, by their companies, the chief of the people of Ephraim being Elishama, the son of Amihud, his company as listed being 40,500. And next to him shall be the tribe of Manasseh, the chief of the people of Manasseh being Gamaliel, the son of Pedahzur, his company as listed being 32,200. Then the tribe of Benjamin, the chief of the people of Benjamin being Abidan, the son of Gideoni, his company as listed being 
35,400. All those listed of the camp of Ephraim by their companies were 108,100, and they set out third on the march. On the north side shall be the standard of the camp of Dan by their companies, the chief of the people of Dan being Ahiezer, the son of Amishadai, his company as listed being 62,700. And those to camp next to him shall be the tribe of Asher, the chief of the people of Asher being Bagael, the son of Akron, his company as listed being 41,500. Then the tribe of Naphtali, the chief of the people of Naphtali being Ahira, the son of Enan, his company as being 53,400. All those listed of the camp of Dan were 157,600, and they shall set out last, standard by standard. These are the people of Israel as listed by their fathers' houses. All those listed in the camps by their companies were 603,550. But the Levites were not listed among the people of Israel as the Lord commanded Moses. Thus did the people of Israel, according to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so they camped by their standards, and so they set out, each one in his clan, according to his father's house. The Sons of Aaron, Chapter 3 These are the generations of Aaron and Moses at the time when the Lord spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, Nadab, the firstborn, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. These are the names of the sons of Aaron, the anointed priests, whom he ordained to serve as priests. But Nadab and Abihu died before the Lord when they offered unauthorized fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai, and they had no children. So Eleazar and Ithamar served as priests in the lifetime of Aaron their father. The Duties of the Levites And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near, and set them before Aaron the priest, that they may minister to him. They shall keep guard over him, and over the whole congregation before the tent of meeting, as they minister at the tabernacle. They shall guard all the furnishings of the tent of meeting, and keep guard over the people of Israel, as they minister at the tabernacle. And you shall give the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They are wholly given to him from among the people of Israel. And you shall appoint Aaron and his sons, and they shall guard their priesthood. But if any outsider comes near, he shall be put to death. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Behold, I have taken the Levites from among the people of Israel, instead of every firstborn who opens the womb among the people of Israel. The Levites shall be mine, for all the firstborn are mine. On the day that I struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I consecrated for my own all the firstborn in Israel, both of man and of beast. They shall be mine, I am the Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai, saying, List the sons of Levi, by fathers' houses and by clans. Every male from a month old and upward you shall list. So Moses listed them according to the word of the Lord, as he was commanded. And these were the sons of Levi by their names, Gershon and Kohath and Merari. And these are the names of the sons of Gershon by their clans, Libni and Shimei. And the sons of Kohath by their clans, Amram, Izhar, Hebron, and Uzziel. And the sons of Merari by their clans, Malai and Mushai.
These are the clans of the Levites by their fathers' houses. To Gershon belonged the clan of the Libnites and the clan of the Shimeites. These were the clans of the Gershonites. Their listing according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward was 7,500. The clans of the Gershonites were to camp behind the tabernacle on the west, with Eliasaph, the son of Lael, as chief of the father's house of the Gershonites. And the guard duty of the sons of Gershon in the tent of meeting involved the tabernacle, the tent with its covering, the screen for the entrance of the tent of meeting, the hangings of the court, the screen for the door of the court that is around the tabernacle and the altar, and its cords, all the service connected with these. To Kohath belonged the clan of the Amramites, and the clan of the Isharites, and the clan of the Hebronites, and the clan of the Uzielites. These are the clans of the Kohathites. According to the number of all the males, from a month old and upward, there were 8,600 keeping guard over the sanctuary. The clans of the sons of Kohath were to camp on the south side of the tabernacle, with Elizaphan, the son of Uziel, as chief of the father's house of the clans of the Kohathites. And their guard duty involved the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the vessels of the sanctuary, with which the priests minister, and the screen, all the service connected with these. And Eleazar, the son of Aaron the priest, was to be chief over the chiefs of the Levites, and have oversight of those who kept guard over the sanctuary. To Merari belonged the clan of the Malites and the clan of the Mushites. These are the clans of Merari. Their listing according to the number of all the males from a month old and upward was 6,200. And the chief of the father's house of the clans of Merari was Zeruiah, the son of Abihail. They were to camp on the north side of the tabernacle, and the appointed guard duty of the sons of Merari involved the frames of the tabernacle, the bars, the pillars, the bases, and all their accessories, all the service connected with these, also the pillars around the court, with their bases and pegs and cords. Those who were to camp before the tabernacle on the east, before the tent of meeting toward the sunrise, were Moses and Aaron and his sons, guarding the sanctuary itself, to protect the people of Israel. And any outsider who came near was to be put to death. All those listed among the Levites, whom Moses and Aaron listed at the commandment of the Lord, by clans, all the males from a month old and upward, were twenty-two thousand. Redemption of the Firstborn And the Lord said to Moses, List the firstborn males of the people of Israel, from a month old and upward, taking the number of their names. And you shall take the Levites for me. I am the Lord, instead of all the firstborn among the people of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites, instead of all the firstborn among the cattle of the people of Israel. So Moses listed all the firstborn among the people of Israel, as the Lord commanded him, and all the firstborn males, according to the number of names, from a month old and upward, as listed, were twenty-two thousand and two hundred and seventy-three. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the Levites instead of all the firstborn among the people of Israel, and the cattle of the Levites instead of their cattle. The Levites shall be mine. I am the Lord. And as the redemption price for the two hundred and seventy-three of the firstborn of the people of Israel, 
over and above the number of the male Levites. You shall take five shekels per head. You shall take them according to the shekel of the sanctuary, the shekel of twenty geras, and give the money to Aaron and his sons as the redemption price for those who are over. So Moses took the redemption money from those who were over and above those redeemed by the Levites. From the firstborn of the people of Israel he took the money, 1,365 shekels, by the shekel of the sanctuary. And Moses gave the redemption money to Aaron and his sons, according to the word of the Lord, as the Lord commanded Moses. This is the end of our reading of the Old Testament portion today. Let's take some time to reflect. In fact, this portion is about taking time to organize. The time and attention given to spelling out the order and detail for operations in Numbers chapter 2 remind us that God values organization and the maintenance of discipline as critical to the mission of His people. He desires that His people operate in the beauty of holy array and not as a mob in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 verse 29, 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verse 21, Psalm 29 verse 2, and Psalm 96 verse 9, particularly in the ASV and the RSV. They were to function as one body. They were not to operate in chaos and confusion. Some degree of order is important for worship, but all things must be done properly and in an orderly manner, in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 40. Organization and clear communication are important for battle. For if the bugle produces an indistinct sound, who will prepare himself for battle? So also you, unless you utter by the tongue speech that is clear, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 8 and 9. The purpose must be well defined, preserved, and kept at the center. Now that the law had been given, and the tabernacle built according to the word of the Lord given to Moses, the people had a well-defined purpose at the center of their community. They would live their lives together as worshipers under the authority of the Word of God. Every member of the community was given an assignment that would contribute to the divinely established purpose. That purpose would always be at the center. All their national life was centered in the One who had called them to Himself and tabernacled among them. It must be remembered that their assignment was not the most important thing. The focus must remain at the center of the individual life and the community life. What then is Apollos and what is Paul, servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God was causing the growth. So then, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but God who causes the growth. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, but each will receive his own reward according to his labor. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5-8 to In all their assignments, they were acting as one. They were one in purpose and vision with the rest of their tribe, and one in purpose with their nation. Each tribe was to work as a team. They camped together in their assigned position at an appointed side and distance from the tent of meeting. Each tribal team was easily identifiable as they gathered under the leadership of their tribal heads and the banners of their fathers. They took pride in their tribal identity and team function. And yet they knew that their team would be nothing without the other teams contributing 
their distinct services. Camping on the eastern side was the camp of Judah. Placed on the east side of the tabernacle, the side where the gate of the tabernacle is positioned, facing the direction of the rising sun, is the banner of the Lion of Judah. The banner for the tribe of Judah had a gold lion on a field of scarlet red. The appointed leader for Judah was Nashon, son of Amminadab. The tribe of Issachar, under the leadership of Nathanael, son of Zuar, was positioned on the east side next to Judah. The tribe of Zebulun, with their leader Eliab, son of Helon, were positioned next to them. The camp of Judah would always set out first. On the southern side were the tribes of Reuben. The banner for the tribe of Reuben was a man on a field of gold. Their leader was Elizer, son of Shedeor. Camp next to them were the tribes of Simeon. Shalomiel was their leader, and Gad, Eliasaph, was their leader. The camp of Reuben would set out second when they made their advance. We see that the Levites were in the center. In verse 17, Then the tent of meeting shall set out with the camp of the Levites in the midst of the camps. Just as they camp, so they shall set out, every man in his place by their standards. The tribes on the western side, this was known as the camp of Ephraim. Placed on the west side of the tabernacle was the tribe of Ephraim, with their banner picturing a black ox on a field of gold. Elishama was their appointed leader. Next to them was the tribe of Manasseh, with Gamaliel as their leader. Then comes the tribe of Benjamin. Abidon was their leader. The camp of Ephraim would set out third. On the north was the camp of Dan, with their standard of an eagle on a field of blue. Their appointed leader was Ahiezer. Next to the tribe of Dan were camped the tribe of Asher, Pagael, their leader, and the tribe of Naphtali, Ahira, their leader. They shall set out last. Did you notice the four different emblems on the banners? They were the four living creatures that we will see throughout the Bible, the lion, the ox, the man, and the eagle. The description of the faces of the four living creatures within the glory of the Lord in Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 4 and Revelation chapter 4 verse 7 are those of lion, ox, man, and eagle. Ezekiel 1.10 As for the form of their faces, each had the face of a man, all four had the face of a lion on the right and the face of a bull on the left, and all four had the face of an eagle. In the New Testament, we have four gospel writers, each giving testimony to the one who tabernacled in their midst, Jesus Christ. There is the Gospel of Matthew, who portrays Jesus as the Lion of the tribe of Judah, fulfilling the Messianic prophecies of the Old Testament. There is the Gospel of Mark, who portrays Jesus as the servant, or ox, focusing on his works and the burden that he bore on our behalf. The Gospel of Luke portrays Jesus to the Greeks as the Son of Man. He includes more teachings and references to a certain man or Jesus as the Son of Man. And then there is the Gospel of John, which presents the transcendent view of Jesus as the soaring eagle in the heavens, the Son of God. Together, they give us a composite view of the person and work of Jesus Christ. The people of God are to be a gospel-centered community. Note the prioritization. Every member of the nation was to be a worshiper. Not all were to be warriors. The Levites were exempt from military duty in that they were to give priority to defending the core of the community, which was their worship. The principle of prioritization is echoed in the New Testament book of Acts. 
The elders of the church in Jerusalem said, But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word, in Acts 6.4. As members of the different tribes wanted to meet together, they would each have to go to the center of the camp. As they did this, they would pass through the camp of the Levites, who were camped in the immediate vicinity of the tabernacle, reminding them that the first obligation of the people was their obligation to God in worship and service. The Definition and Assignment of Responsibilities The task assignments of the tribe of Levi remind us of ministry work in the church today. In fact, in the New Testament, Stephen in the book of Acts uses the Greek word for church, ecclesia, literally called out ones, to describe the congregation camping in the Sinai wilderness, in Acts chapter 7, verse 38. Many of the congregations that I have worked with within Europe, Central, and South America, and here in the United States, have been what we call porta churches. Furnishings and equipment are transported, assembled before the meeting, and to be taken down after the meeting. In addition to meeting in the homes, Sunday celebrations for edification in the Word and corporate worship are held in rented buildings or in the outdoors. Buildings need to be cleaned, chairs set up, and nursery equipment installed. Tables and food for hospitality, ministry booths, and the auditorium space need to be arranged. Sound equipment and musical instruments need to be unpacked. After the ministries take place, it all needs to be packed up, stored away, and everything cleaned again. In all of this, we are to meet in the center, mindful of the one who tabernacles among us. And so, we serve the Lord with gladness and come before Him with praise as we do our respective duties. It is not a matter of working and then worship. No, we work as part of our worship. The definition of what needs to be done and why. In Numbers chapter 3, we are reminded that two of Aaron's sons were no longer with them, Nadab and Abihu died in the presence of the Lord in the first month of service. They did not obey instructions. They did not understand why they were not to bring their own fire to the altar. We cannot invent our worship. We cannot worship on our own terms. As Jesus said, worship is to be in spirit and in truth. Our worship is a response to the revelation of God's word in the fire of the spirit that he has provided. He brought the fire to the altar. It came from above. The fire on the altar speaks of the Holy Spirit, our witness to Christ, who reveals the truth in the life of our perfect substitute, releasing the fragrance of His perfections and destroying all that will ever be condemnable in us through the contamination of sin. Nadab and Abihu initiated their own fire. We must let God initiate. He never asks for our own fire. The priests were only to feed the fire with the offering of wood, which speaks of the consecration of our lives. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, We give our lives, that all that is condemnable of our life in Adam might be consumed, and all that is of Christ might be refined and released. The setting up, the transporting, and the takedown teams. Obviously not all 8,600 male Levites could work in the outer court or the middle court. Many played an important off-stage role. A second census is taken in the book of Numbers, this one will involve the counting of the Levites. In Numbers chapter 3, verse 15, the tribe of Levi is divided into three working teams, the tribes of Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. In verse 18, it is good to see families serving together. Eleazar, the son of Aaron, would oversee these teams. In verse 32, the Gershonites were assigned the duty of carrying the fabric materials, tent, 
coverings, screens, skins, and hangings. The Kohathites had the special duty of caring for and transporting the tabernacle furnishings, carrying the ark, the table, the lampstand, the altars, the screen, and the utensils of the sanctuary. Later in the history of Israel, we will see what happens when the children of Israel forget divine protocol and have other people and other means for setup and service of these pieces. The result is disastrous. The family of Merari took care of the frames of the tabernacle, the bars, the pillars, the sockets, pegs, cords, and all the equipment associated with the framework. There is a wonderful prophetic picture in the redemption of the firstborn in verses 40 to 51 of chapter 3. The third census in the book of Numbers is the numbering of the firstborn, starting with verse 40. Every firstborn male was numbered. The Levites, as priests, were appointed to be substitutes acting on behalf of the firstborn men of Israel. But there were 22,273 firstborn males in the tribe of Israel and only 22,000 Levites. So who would stand in the place of the 273 firstborns that needed a substitute? Redemption money of five shekels per male was taken for the ransom of the 273 extra men. The ransom money was given to Aaron and his sons, just as the Lord commanded Moses. In the original arrangement, in Exodus chapter 19, the firstborn male of every household was to be consecrated to God as a priest. You will remember that after the incident of disobedience with the idolatrous worship of the golden calf, only the tribe of Levi were permitted to be priests. They would have to stand in as representatives of the firstborn of Israel. Our Lord Jesus is and was the firstborn, a title signifying his importance. In Romans 8:29, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, Hebrews chapter 1 verse 6, chapter 12 verse 23 and Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. He was also a priest and perfect substitute unto God according to the original arrangement. He was not of the order of the Levites, but of another order, an eternal one, reflected in the priesthood of Melchizedek, who had no beginning or end of days recorded in his genealogy, in Hebrews 7.3. All those who are redeemed by him belong to him and share his birthright to bring forth our spiritual sacrifices to God as members of a royal priesthood without any need for stand-in priests. And so, in Christ, the Levitical priesthood is done away. Now for our reading in the New Testament. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, starting with verse 27. The authority of Jesus challenged. Verse 27. And they came again to Jerusalem. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests and the scribes and the elders came to him. And they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? Or who gave you this authority to do them? Jesus said to them, I will ask you one question. Answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? Answer me. And they discussed it with one another, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But shall we say from man? They were afraid of the people, for they all held that John really was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Chapter 12, The Parable of the Tenants And he began to speak to them in parables. 
A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the winepress and built a tower and leased it to the tenants and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again he sent to them another servant, and they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, and him they killed. And so with many others, some they beat and some they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. And they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they were seeking to arrest him, but feared the people, for they perceived that he had told the parable against them. So they left him and went away. And they sent to him some of the Pharisees and some of the Herodians to trap him in his talk. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true, and you do not care for anyone's opinion. For you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. And they brought one. And he said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. This is the end of the New Testament reading. On the day after Jesus cleansed the court of the Gentiles by expelling the money changers, the religious leaders who wanted to kill Jesus asked him a question as he was trying to enter the temple once again. By what authority are you doing these things? Jesus, in typical fashion, answers them with a question to test their motives. Was the baptism of John from heaven or from men? The teachers deliberate, knowing that they could not say yes, because it would prove that they were not obedient or submissive to God's authority themselves. It would implicate their guilt, as they were plotting to kill the Messiah. The message of John the Baptist was that the Lord the Lamb of God, the Messiah, was Jesus of Nazareth. But because they knew that everyone considered John to be a real prophet, in Mark 11, verse 32, they could not say that John's authority was from men. In the end, they answered Jesus, saying, We do not know. Jesus again underscores his authority by saying, Nor will I tell you by what authority I do these things. In verse 33 of Mark 11. Then, In Mark chapter 12, verses 6 to 8, Jesus tells them a parable in which it is clear that he is the vineyard owner's son and heir, and that the evil vine growers were the religious authorities of the Jews. The parable shows that the authority of the religious leaders was human authority, from men, not from heaven, and in opposition to the authority of God, the owner of the vineyard. 
It is interesting to see the relationship of this parable to the parable that's found in Isaiah chapter 5. And now for today's reading from the Psalms. Reading today's psalm will be my son, Ben McAdam. God is king over all the earth. Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord the Most High is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdued his peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth, sing praises with a psalm. God reigns over the nations, God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather, as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. Psalm 47 is a fulfillment of Psalm 46, verse 10. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. In Psalm 47, God is king over all the earth. This is true now, yet the Lord desires to rule over those who give him the consent to do so. He would establish his authority over those who praise his name. Let every heart prepare him room. We can rest in the fact that he chooses our inheritance for us. Five times we are told to sing praises. He adds, with a skillful psalm. This is a call for songwriting as well as for singing. For Jesus, the way up was down. The second person of the Trinity stepped away from his royal throne in heaven and became a fellow two-legged human being. God became man. He humbled himself to become our substitute. He lived our life the way it should be lived, without sin. Then he willingly died the death the law of God said a sinner should die, in 2 Corinthians 5.21. He was obedient to the death of the cross, shed his blood for the atonement of our sins. Therefore God highly exalted him and gave him a name that is above every other name, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 9-11. to This is what Psalm 47 is all about. God has ascended with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. He is highly exalted. Psalm 47, 5 and 9. And we conclude our Bible readings today from the book of Proverbs with our proverb for the day that keeps folly away. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 24 to 25. And reading today's proverb is Heather McAdam. What the wicked dreads will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the tempest passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous is established forever. The NIV says, What the wicked fears will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. If we fear the Lord, we need not fear anything or anyone else. The finished work of Christ is more secure than a storm cellar. It is an everlasting foundation. Those who build their lives upon it remain secure. Let's pray. Lord, you are king of all the earth. You reign over all, and yet we long to see your reign established with the full consent of your subjects. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for showing us that each member of the body of Christ has a portion, a vital function, in the church. 
your chosen means of expression in this dark world. Help us to use our spiritual gifts, our time, talents, and opportunities in a way that will glorify you. Thank you for the teamwork in the body of Christ. Help us to sing your praises, write skillful psalms, and make disciples of all kinds of people together with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Help us to march forth on this day, March 4th. May we, like the tribe of Judah, be ready to set out first on the march. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thanks for joining us in this worthwhile endeavor of reading, hearing, studying, and thinking with the Word of God. We trust that as a result, the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts would be acceptable in the sight of our Lord, our Rock, and our Redeemer. We would love to learn how you're getting on in your pursuit of reading through the Bible. If you would like to share your comments, questions, or requests, you can contact us by email at podcast at newlife.org, and we will do our best to get back to you. And you can learn more about the ministries of New Life at our website and also subscribe to a free daily email with a written commentary with charts, maps, and pictures to help you navigate your way with us through the One Year Bible. The website's very easy to find. It's newlife.org. And don't forget to let others know about this podcast. Respond by indicating a like or click subscribe and you will help us in our mission to spread the word and the love of the truth. God bless you and keep you looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Shalom. Peace be with you.